When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Winning Cures Everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Winning Cures Everything. It is Friday, April the 10th. It's Good Friday. It's Easter weekend. I'm Gary. I'm Chris. Ah, it's a beautiful day outside, man. Yep. It's a, you, you've been outside a little bit. You've, uh, you've enjoyed the weather some. Yeah, it's been it's been nice all week. It's uh, it, uh, we had a couple of rainy days and whatnot. We're supposed to have some severe weather no, over the weekend. We have one one day of rain on Monday. Oh yeah, Is I guess it? so. I guess so. Yeah, Tuesday, um, Wednesday, Thursday, and today were all perfect. This is the you want to talk about perfect? Like it's not too hot. It's there's nothing crazy. It's uh, it's it's just perfect. Like I went out, I ran to the liquor store. They have a drive-through set up. Uh, went ahead and stocked up on my bourbon for a little while. I am uh, I'm good to go on that. Make sure I got my audio levels over here, right? So, yeah, I'm uh, I'm set. I'm good to go. Uh it's Easter weekend. This is going to be a little strange. No uh no church services, no, you know, gathering with the families, all that kind of stuff. Uh my wife typically goes down to uh Jimison and takes the boy and whatnot. It goes down and hangs out with the family and uh and just spends the weekend down there. And sometimes I join, sometimes I don't, but uh this year, yeah, we ain't doing any of that. It is, it it makes it even more weird, I guess, right? Yeah. Do y'all do y'all typically do anything for Easter? We just have a big family dinner. Yeah, it's and and we can't do any of that right now. It's just weird, just weird. Uh, today we got a ton of different topics to discuss. We got uh, five of them that we are going to hit today. Uh, we may as well go ahead and jump in on the main one. 
UFC 249 has been postponed. Now, yesterday... We spent like the last week and a half talking about how they're going to pull this off, all these things, and then all of a sudden, as soon as we got off the show yesterday, the rug is pulled out from under us. It's not happening. Yeah. And it's. I did say on the show yesterday that it seemed kind of trivial to uh, to be doing this right now, even though I want it to happen. Uh, it was still trivial to to hold it right now, just because of of the optics, right? And I said yesterday, if you don't like the optics, that's fine. You don't have to watch. But I, yeah, it was it was definitely strange to be doing it, especially in the United States, in California. Where uh, where they were having such a such an issue with everything, and you know now nothing. Um, I, the biggest question that everybody wanted to know was why why were they pushing to do this so much? Obviously, you've got fighters that need to make money, you've got all that, but it turns out the the biggest reason here is uh, Endeavor Entertainment. You know, uh, William Morris and IMG put their thing together. Their, uh, their companies together and formed Endeavor. And the whole premise behind this is they paid $4 billion for this league that is not worth $4 billion. That's that, right. Basically. Uh, you and I have talked about this for years. Ever since that thing happened, um, they, they bought the league at its peak. They bought UFC at its peak when Conor McGregor had, you know, all these rivalries going on. And there were there were faces to the sport, and you weren't getting these big fights canceled, and everything was was seeming like it was moving way up, and now it's not. Um, it is it is strange uh, that they would push so hard for this, but I I mean I understand where they were coming from, but it is just weird uh, to not. You know, it, it's it's weird that, that it took reports coming out that they were actually going to do it in California and then the senator in California coming out and asking them not to do this, even though it's on tribal land, saying you're taking resources away from people that really need it. And then they went to Disney. What resources are they taking away? Uh, health officials and or, or uh, uh, health professionals and whatnot. Uh, the big here's another big issue with this because they never told the fighters where they were fighting, right? That's another UFC, problem. UFC has their own medical professionals that work with them. Yeah. So yes, these people are probably able to volunteer at a high school, but you're talking about three or four people. You're not talking about they're, they're taking you know twenty doctors and nurses and and ambulances away from the from the area. That that's just a bullshit argument. Like if you don't want them to do it then that's a different conversation. But don't make up bullshit things that aren't real. Well, and the, say this is why. So here, here's the other side. resources away from the area that desperately need them. A, if they're on an Indian reservation, then that area doesn't desperately need them. I assure you, they don't have the population density that the rest of California does. Agreed. I know that. I've been on Indian reservations. Yeah, this is, it's just outside of Fresno, so it, yeah. it's not around a major city. And that's the other issue is... <laughs> They didn't tell the fighters where they were fighting. Uh, they, if it, say, God forbid, you ended up having something like the Anderson Silva incident, where you have a a horrific uh, fracture, a horrific broken bone, and whatnot. You have something major happen during the fight. 
you are 40 miles away from uh, from the nearest hospital. Yeah, but you don't think you don't think those Indian casinos, just like our casinos here, get some of these smaller fights that happen all the time that are a long way away from any hospital. Uh, no, I know it happens, uh, <laughs> but we haven't seen UFC do it. You know, at the end of the day, it's it, it is no different. Somebody gets hurt, they get hurt. If they're forty miles away, you just got to get there. I literally tore every ligament in my leg out in the middle of Clarksdale, Mississippi, and my foot was stuck. The knee bends this way. Right. All right. I was wearing a knee brace. Foot got turned around like this. The brace held it. They kept it turned around backwards and iced the entire thing. I sat in the in the uh, locker room the rest of the game. This happened in like the third quarter or whatever of a game. And I sat, riced, and then rode the bus all the way back from Clarksdale. And then three guys loaded me into the back of my cousin's pickup truck because I couldn't bend my knee to sit in a car and I rode in the back of a pickup truck with my football pants still on home and crutched my way back in the house overnight like I'm not saying these guys have to do that but getting hurt 40 miles away from a hospital is not anything new in the world agreed agreed I, I just if here's the deal did Disney tell you to not do it then that's the reason you didn't do it yeah, that's, hey, oh, he that. said that's the reason that they that they. Then did. let's stop with the other things that were said because those things are all just lies. I don't think they're lies. I think it's reasons not to do it, and it's why it, the reason why California and whatnot didn't want it to happen uh, has more to do with I think the optics and uh, this is what Matt was saying on on YouTube, which Goro one eighty seven jumps in on Twitch. Uh, he said hi, nice to see you, Goro. Thanks for joining in. Matt jumps in on YouTube. He said, it can be a PR thing. Even if they have one doctor for the fight, even if they work for UFC, the argument is they are taken away from treating people for days. And, yes. I get I get it, that. It's I get PR. That. That's fine. But at the, at the end of the day, you know, I, I just think at some point in time, optics need to get out of this. If you can do it safely and you can have the fights and you're going to the Indian land, I, I think it's great for the reservations. These reservations need a way to make money. They do. Yeah. You know, yeah. our nation has screwed the Indian reservations for decades, for centuries. And, you know, for them to have an opportunity to make some money off this thing is probably not a bad deal. Yeah. Now you're, uh, you're now right. that's taken away because people don't like the way it looks. Yeah. Yeah. I just, listen, if you give me real hard arguments, I, I'm a reasonable person. I really am. Okay. I'm pretty right down the road politically and if you can make a good strong argument as to one thing or another then i'll follow you i'll at least entertain it with you you know but but none of these are good reasons to not do something that you want to do and you think has value to your company has very low risk probability of something going wrong and like like if we're just going to play the you know it's not safe thing well you know we can save thirty thousand lives by making the speed limit five miles an hour everywhere because then no one will ever die in a car accident yeah but we don't do that because we understand that's ridiculous it doesn't make sense and those 30,000 lives are just a cost of doing business. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. You can call me a heartless bastard. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I'm just I understand. Saying, yeah. I, I, get it. I don't, I haven't seen a good reason outside of our number one payer of this. We've sold this thing to Disney, to ESPN, and they don't like it. So we got to stop. 
Yeah. I mean, they weren't going to broadcast it. So once they stop, you know, once they say that they're Why not going they to broadcast it. can't they just pay-per-view it then? Uh, because uh, ESPN has the exclusive rights to all of the fights. So ESPN has the right to tell them not to do it. Like, that's that's the thing. Now, if you end up going rogue uh, and you break the contract, well, then you, you no, have you don't an want even to do bigger that. issue. I get, I get yeah. the business side of not wanting to do that. I don't like that Disney doesn't want them to do it. I just don't, I just well, don't I think understand it's, it, it's why a, it's not that big of a deal. In it's a political thing in California. Like it's that, because Disney is, so if they found a, an Indian reservation in Mississippi, can they do it there? Because we don't have that big of a problem. We did. Seems to be fixing pretty good. Arizona, how bad are they? Can they go there? Like, I, I, I think Oklahoma? it has. I think it has more to do with who you know and what. And now they can't do it next weekend now because I mean, how are you going to find a place and, and get everything set up? Um, I agree. And, and I think that this is why Dana was making sure that he didn't tell anybody where they were doing this stuff, right? He just he didn't want all that to get out, and then by the time you find out where it is, it's too late to stop it anyway. Yeah. Um, but either way, you know, it is what it is. Uh, let's go ahead and, and jump off of that. Um, playoff expansion talk. Let's, let's talk college football for a minute. College football playoff expansion was brought up through Stadium, uh, or WatchStadium.com is the actual website. Brett McMurphy, obviously, longtime college football reporter, he is as well tied in with uh, school administrators as anybody possibly could be. He polled every acting athletic director right now in Division One football and asked them, are they in favor of expanding the playoff from four teams to whatever? If they are in favor of expanding, do they want to go to 6, 8, 12, 16? You know, what, what is the right number here? The numbers were kind of surprising. Uh, 88% of ADs want an expanded playoff. Now, it is, you know, the, the way that that breaks down, uh, he's got it in the, in the thing. But it's, it's more non-group of five, or non, uh, non-power five, as opposed to power five ADs that prefer to have it expanded. There are more non-group power five schools. There's, there's more group of five schools than... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's more group of five schools... Right, but the yeah, and the percentage, of course, obviously higher. I I I get what you're saying, but the fact that there's only twelve percent of all active ads that want this to stay at four is a bit surprising. Uh, the numbers break down like this: seventy-two percent of those that are in favor of expanding want an eighteen playoff. Uh, the next highest one is eleven percent want it to be sixteen teams, and then five percent would prefer that it be six teams. Uh, now, the 16 one, obviously, you'd have to give somebody a buy. What is the purpose in that? There's no real purpose. Um, you know, Matt jumps in on YouTube. He said, more exposure to increase application. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I think if you look at the way that everybody is is having financial issues right now, if ESPN were to offer more money to expand the playoff coming up this season, Starting and ESPN next season, would absolutely offer more. I money think they would because that. it's more inventory. It's more. It's higher they profile it. games. And, yeah, and Pete Thamel. Pete Thamel's been all over this thing, by the way, for Yahoo. Pete Thamel wrote about how um, ESPN wants this to happen badly because the Sugar Bowl or the Rose Bowl, when it's not tied to the playoff, when you get like Georgia in, but they're not in the playoffs, that. And, but they were almost in the playoff kind of thing. The ratings for that show are terrible. Oh, yeah. 
terrible. Yeah, I agree. ESPN would much rather have more playoff games than have more of these bowl games that aren't great. Well, that's that's what the ADs said. Um, they This would help out across the board. So right. the schools want it and the people putting it on wants it. So, so there's no reason we shouldn't have it. it. Really, the only league that doesn't want it to expand is the SEC. And, That's right. And their whole point behind it is, okay, if you let more of our teams in, we're going to win more national championships. And if this is what y'all really want, then okay. But in the meantime, we're good because we're the only conference that has gotten two teams in. So why do we need to expand if we already know that we're going to have a team in every year anyway? And I understand that, that I get that point of view no we still need to have it and their logic for it will probably put more sec teams almost every year we'll get virtually two in if you were to have done it every year we've had the real playoff we would have had at least two teams and sometimes three oh yes would have gotten in yeah i I agree with that if it goes to an 18 playoff which is probably how it's gonna go if it goes that way which basically make one more round now what the big one that everybody has been talking about is you know, the five Power Five conference champions yep. and one non-group of five automatic qualifier and then two wildcard teams, right? Two so at-large. Dan Dan Wetzel has an opinion about this that makes all the sense in the world, which that non-Power Five team has to have a qualifier with it, mm-hmm. which means that team has to be ranked in like the top 25. Well, okay. I, I think probably got to be higher than that, right? But see, oh, so you say that, but see, then if you get to a point where they got to be ranked in the top 10, it'd be real easy to not rank them in the top 10. That's true. And just feed the big dogs. But there's no way you could leave out one out of the top 25. So you maybe just make it what it is right now where. You won't have a three loss team get into the top 25. It's a non power five team. Yeah, like the highest ranked, like first has to be in the top 25 and then is the highest ranked. And- uh, group of five champion. And we need to be real careful about the conference champion automatic bids. So I, I agree. We all just pencil in that we're okay with this. But but that means a couple of years ago when our boys from Northwestern played Ohio State, and yes, they got housed, but if they win that game, Northwestern had four losses that year. Yeah, they're nine and four. They they were winless. We go winless in non conference. Yeah. We're going to let them into the play. We're going to give them a seed just because they they won that one game. Like, I'm I'm more for – I don't want a committee because I don't trust people to not be unbiased, okay? Yeah. And I don't want just computers, but I just get so afraid of saying, let's let every conference champ in. Oh, yeah, because it, it's I don't want to keep them out. I just don't want a four-loss team in. I'm, I'm okay with – like it, at this point, if if we're going to go this route, um, if you're moving to eight, uh, you know, an eighteen playoff, make the schedule only eleven games. If you're moving to a sixteen team, make the schedule only ten regular season games. Yeah, I'm good with that. I, I would then, rather make it. I would rather lose one non. Excuse me, one non conference game. It has to be one of those small, the non competitive games. games. Yes, we got to get rid of pay for play. If I could change pay for play in my life that's what i would want um pay for w's but we cut one of those out and go to eight i'd be happy now the problem is is eight teams all have an extra game the other 122 teams that lost a game they they just lose a game 
because these eight were worried about. And that's my only thing is we don't have to lose a game. You don't have to cut the schedule back. One team is going to play one extra game or two teams. Two teams are going to play out of the 130 teams in college football. Two are going to play more games than we have right now. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that's a big deal. And I wouldn't change everybody's schedule for it. Matt said, I would make I would make the first round the top seeded team plays at a home stadium. You don't yeah. make anybody travel and you sell tickets like you, you don't give 50-50 tickets away. It's just going to be a home crowd. I'm good That's with that. just part of it. Yeah. I I'd, I'd love that, that. That would be the caveat that I would have for all of this is that top seed gets home field advantage. We don't the bowl committee don't want that. The bowl committee wants to sell another bowl game. Yeah, they want no, to they take one do. of these bullshit bowl games that don't make any money, and they want to say, "Oh, well, this is now the first round of the playoffs." Yeah, I'm not a fan we, of that. We, no, we don't want that. We want it to be on campus. We want it to have. There's a reason why you know playoff games in D two, D three, NFL playoff games, etc. It is such a massive deal because it's at home. It's got that atmosphere. It's it's a big deal, uh, and there's that home field advantage that you get. And it's the reason that you get it is because you did better in the regular season. Like, make the yep. regular season mean something. Now, so. here's how we fix some of this, and, and, and then I want to make a point about the money factor on this on the other end after this. But we just get rid of the conference championship games. Now you never have a chance for that four-loss team to, to get it. You just name a conference champion, and each conference has whatever their credentials are to name a champion. And if you have a Baylor-TCU situation – and they didn't want to name one, and they named – no, no. You name a conference champion. Well, I mean, it, it, Baylor was the conference champion. Like, they – Well, no, they that, were named a co-conference champion. I know. So you go to the Big Ten, uh, Big 12 record books. Yeah, no, I know. But they, if if you both. go by tiebreaker, like, it, Baylor it, – I understand how they did it. I understand why they did it, because they thought it was actually going to help them out. But if they have a tiebreaker, then they wouldn't have named two champions. They – Okay. I'm just Baylor, telling you, I, I know, they, that's I, not what they did. I know where I know what you're talking about. We won't have that situation, by the way, anymore. Everybody plays everybody now, yeah. And and, and we won't, we just won't have that problem. But but I'm just saying, if you got rid of that, now you don't have to cut a game from everybody. You're only cutting a game from championship conference stuff. Now the SEC doesn't want that because our conference championship game is worth like a, an NFL playoff game, legitimately. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, you know, I get that, but if we're one cog in this thing, then then we got to get out of the way. We just oh, yeah. got to get out of the way. Uh, Matt, and if said, we had a better deal with CBS, we wouldn't be in this problem to begin with. That's true. And we wouldn't need that conference championship game because the Alabama Auburn game would make us more money. Georgia Florida game would make us more money. Alabama LSU would make us more money. Oh yeah, like you know, you would you would inherently make more money throughout the rest of your season. That would make up all the money of losing for that conference championship game. Yeah. It we just have a bad deal right now. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's changing. Obviously, we've talked about that that you know, there's a new 300 million dollar year deal uh that is I mean, it's six times what, what CBS is, currently yeah. pays. It's just so absurd. So to stay on this, why did we have this conversation? Why did Brentman Murphy have this conversation? It's it's basically a stimulus package for the for the college football in college well, just athletics. colleges. Yeah. They, they are now, all these athletic directors are all looking at their budget saying, what the hell are we going to do? How can we make more money next year? 
how can if we get it the next time we get a college football season, whenever that is, how can we make more money at it? Because that's what makes us money. And everybody agreed, except for 12%. Now, what does 12% out of 130 teams look like? And I don't know if we had 130. Well, 12, 12% is 16. Yeah, well, 16 it's 15. Teams. And that's if he got all of all of 130, he said, active. Are there some athletic departments that don't have an athletic director? So now, if you make that 130 smaller, I mean, this realistically could have been, you know, 12 to, to 15 people that just didn't want it out of 130. Yeah, yeah. It's not I mean, a you're lot right. of people. No, no. The majority Even in the Power Five, there's what sixty-five to seventy Power Five teams. Yep. So out of the seventy, you only got twelve. No, you just tell those twelve go kick rocks. You can go suck an egg, baby. We're gonna do what we want. Yeah, we're we're doing what's better for the sport. I well, think. and it's it's just it's all about the money. College sports has always been that way. Football has always been the 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 you know the the Wells Fargo truck of just driving in money. That's oh yeah, all they've done, and and this is a that's that's what Pete Thamel equated it to was this is a stimulus package, baby. This is how college football sees their chance to make more money the next time they get to play. Hey, let's kick this thing to eight. Let's make it happen, and and let's print checks. Yeah, it's and it's the smart way to go about it. It is. The I would. Smart way. What, here's the thing. Me and you've had this conversation before. We know ESPN wants it. Because yep. they need to sell more television. You and I, the fans want it. Any fan that says, I don't want more playoff. It's is just, lying. They're, they're, their head's buried into a sand. They, they're a fan of a mega team that wants the easiest path to a championship. And they think they can moonwalk to one every year. There's a couple of those schools out there. Those are the only places this is coming from. Yeah. And the... 88% of the, the athletic departments, the schools want it. Holy crap. This is a no-brainer. There's no reason not to. There's no point. reason not to. Wetzel took it personal because he talked to all these athletic directors years and years and years for the last couple of years and said, what about a bigger playoff? What about a bigger playoff? And he says everybody he talked to liked the idea, but when he shared it out, it seemed like just the five people he talked to liked it. And then just the seven other people he talked to liked it. And he was like, man, I guess I'm just happened to talk to the super minority that wants this thing. And Brett McMurphy was like, I'm asking everybody. Yeah. And when he gets everybody and we see, Oh no, you weren't talking to the minority. You were talking to the strong majority. There's no reason to not do this. Yeah. No, you're hundred percent right. Matt jumped in. He said, bring back the BCS system and then have the top eight teams play. Uh, eh, well, yeah. I, I, there, there I don't are, think there's there something. Flaw. I'm not opposed to that, Yeah. by the way. I would be more for that than a committee making this decision and picking all eight. The only reason we would need a committee is for instances like when the BCS threw in Nebraska uh, after they got housed by Colorado years and years ago. You yeah, know, you stuff like that, it. where Oklahoma got beat 35-7 to by Kansas State in a championship yep. game yep. and still got to play LSU for a national championship. That's right. Like That's right. And then they got to get beat by Kansas, then they got to beat by us. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, stuff like that, that's why you need a committee. You need somebody to be able to step in and go, whoa, 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 whoa. We're not we just need, banking this on problem. computers. We're using the word wrong. We don't need a committee. We need a czar that, that isn't tied to anybody. Yeah. Or that, that doesn't have his head up his ass and can give logical reasoning behind why they're doing what they're doing. Yeah. 
I agree. When you take a room full of 20 something people, somebody's got influences that they don't need to have. Yeah, that's true. And I don't trust any of them. Joseph uh, jumped in on YouTube, said, force the schools to play a real schedule. No sacred heart or Kennesaw state. They all have to play each other. Uh, Get rid of the pay for wins. Yeah. It'd fix a lot. Yeah, it sure would, would fix a lot. It would, uh, it would suck for the smaller athletic departments, but, uh, See, we can, you know. this is a very socialized thing. I've talked about this and everybody in our country is afraid of that. But I'm not I'm not talking about your health care or your lifestyles. I'm talking about college sports. If these schools make billions of dollars and they pay millions of dollars to these smaller schools, every athletic department can just have like a two million dollar slush fund that they pay into that they send to to one big house and that gets populated against to all these little schools. That, yeah. It would just be that easy. You would, we're gonna put a tax on all these big money-making schools, and y'all made $100 million last year. We're going to take two. Well, really, you would have made 106 because you paid $6 million to three of these dinky schools that nobody cares about. Now you're not paying that, but you are. You got to yeah. play real schools, but I'm going to take the $2 million bucks you were spending, and now I'm going to give it to these little guys. Now you That's a good it. idea. Boom. It ain't that hard. You fix it, and they don't have to play there. Like, yeah, and and those teams don't have to go get their ass whipped to make that money. They can play a real competitive team. Yeah, I like that idea. I like that idea. I just idea. don't understand why why we pay for wins. But and I'll tell you why. The teams don't want it. The coaches don't want it. No, if, no, they don't want to play those If they can games. line that schedule with three easy Ws, boom, let's do it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's not like exactly. Vanderbilt. Because going six you know. and six would be a hell of a lot harder. Oh, man, yeah. Man, yeah. Uh, Everybody be lining up for Rutgers. Where's UConn at? They still in one of these conferences? Yeah. There I mean Rutgers lined up. Yeah. Um hold on, hold on. Hey babe, can you call my mom? She just called me three times. All right. Uh no idea what's going on there. Um XFL shuts down. Let's talk about that. We're already we're already thirty minutes in. Let's go on and dive into the I guess the major topic of the day. Uh the XFL laid off nearly all of their employees, and they, I still, I'm having trouble figuring this out. They laid off all the employees. There are no plans to come back for 2021. What happened? You know, well, Vince, Corona happened. Well, I understand Corona happened, and I, I get that, but. You can't say you get that. That's what happened. No, I know that it happened. What I'm saying is all of the talk beforehand was, Vince McMahon put $500 million into this, and it was going to be good whether they had a TV deal or not for three seasons. They had everybody paid. That's not true. That's not true. He already had a TV deal. That's why he was able to guarantee. And what I heard was two seasons. They were going to. Yeah, it was two seasons seasons of TV deal. Two seasons, no matter what. But the TV deal was not. the The TV deal was not money, though. They. ESPN, ABC. Fox, FS1 were not paying uh, a fee to broadcast these. All they were doing was paying for the uh, the production of it. Like that's so they weren't getting money from the television deal. This five hundred million dollar investment that Vince McMahon put in, uh, it was supposed to make this thing last for three seasons, and now they get cut off in the middle of the first season. And we understand why. We understand coronavirus. We understand all of that, but. To go on and lay everybody off when I, I think the season was supposed to end either 
this weekend or last weekend or whatever, and then to have no plan to come back next year. Like, I feel terrible for people like Oliver Luck that left a really good job uh, doing what he loved in the NCAA, but wanted to jump at this opportunity and did his homework and talked to Vince McMahon and figured all this stuff out and said, okay, like, I believe he's, he's not just going to jump out of it uh, really quickly if it doesn't go right at first. This isn't, this isn't that, though. None of this is that, Gary. Yes, those TV deals were not for money, but they had ways to make money through television, and Vince knew that. Vince knew that they're going to sell ads, and we have an ad split. And the reason they weren't guaranteeing just a flat fee is because he thought he could generate more money than what those fees they would be willing to just pay for. And those products weren't really to pay anything, and everybody just agreed to some type of commercial ad split. All right? I'm going to give you the product, you produce it, and and whatever revenue we generate, there's some fraction that we split that they agree upon, okay? Okay, okay. He loses all of that here. So now everything he banked on having, because he thought, and I think he's right, because this guy knows television ads, he knows the people that are in this business because he's already selling them content for ads and things of that nature for his wrestling. He knows how to do these things. All right. I think he did the math and said, if we get one season from start to finish under our belt, we'll make enough money to go three years and be profitable. And therefore this thing can't die. And what happened? He didn't even get half a season in. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't get half the first season and you were counting on that to carry you the next year and you had enough money banked where you could do a third year, it's over. And then he's also seeing the writing on the walls to where there's going to be so many sports kicked back. He doesn't know when his second season could even start. That's a very valid point. Middle of February. Yeah. That's trying to start up again. He's competing with all kinds of playoffs, all kinds of weird scheduling that he would normally not compete with. Before. Well, there there was also such a window um, between the Super Bowl and the Masters That's right. that he was able, he was going to be able to fit it in there and have a, exactly a full right. season. And now the Super Bowl being pushed back, uh, even if the Masters comes back at the normal time, he he would be going up against maybe Easter as well. Like all these different things that can seriously damage. I just think the writing was on the wall. Corona killed it. I think he he had done the math. I think he had gotten the investors. I think he had raised the money, and I think it was all ready to go. Yeah. And oh, I, I mean, there Corona, were no other investors. It was just him. Well, like, yeah, but, I get that. But like, he had. But partners. there's no reason he had, he, he had yeah. people that came into this thing that that were a part of it, and and I think it was all lined up. I think it was all planned, and I think Corona killed it. And yeah. I do. I I absolutely do. Yeah. It's it's a it's a shame. I can't it was think a fun of any product. Other reason why. No, no, you've you've got a valid point. It's it's why I was questioning everything because I, I said, man, you read all these articles back before this thing even started, and it was he had it all planned. Yeah, this thing is good to go, and it will succeed. And but it he will... knew he could make television money off of the first year and yeah. off of every year after that. He knew he could make TV money, but and he now... had to have a product to sell them. And now, because he didn't get any upfront money from any of these people, and it was literally week by week selling ads as ratings come out, you know you know, basically selling stuff, pay-per-click kind of thing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, when you don't have your product to sell, everything goes, I mean, your whole formula goes away. Yeah. Uh, let's see, Michael Fritz jumped in on Twitch. He said, sup, fellas, finally got in. Uh, he's, he's the one I accidentally blocked on YouTube the other day. Like, I got no idea what happened there. You get that figured but, out? 
It's I, well, I thought I had it figured out, but he's watching on Twitch now. So I, I'm glad he's there. I'm I'm glad he's here. Uh, let's go on and move off from that. Let's talk some NFL for a little bit. We'll uh we'll close out with two NFL topics. Don't have to spend a uh, a ton of time on them, but the Texans made a deal yesterday. Um, traded the number 57 pick in this year's draft and a 2022 fourth round NFL draft pick to the Los Angeles Rams for wide receiver Brandon Cooks. Uh, Brandon Cooks makes $16 million a year. Uh, his contract ends, at, is it after this year or is it after? Nope. It's no. two more years, isn't it? At least two more years. Yeah, it's at least two. Um, his contract isn't a whole hell of a lot different than than Hopkins. Than, uh, than Hopkins. And I don't think I he's as good a wide receiver. Hopkins away for a money grab. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. So what what was the purpose of in trading tra- Hopkins? Well, they that, moved a first round. They they moved a second round pick basically for a first round pick, and they traded Hopkins for Cooks, which I think is a complete loss. I think if if that's how you look at it, you had a one and Hopkins. Okay, no. You had a two, no first-round pick. You had a second-round pick and Hopkins. And now you have a first-round pick, no second-round pick, and Cooks. Yeah. I, give me the second and Hopkins all day long over the first Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I just uh, think Bill O'Brien is getting fleeced every I, time now somebody I, picks up the phone. That's what I think. I, I think the same thing. But let me, let me also bring this up, right? Um, I've got... I, I should have brought this up before, but I've, I found it interesting because I, I think that their their surrounding skill talent around Deshaun Watson is not that bad if you look at it. Uh, they got Brandon Cooks, Will Fuller, Randall Cobb, who obviously on the back end of his career, but the guy can catch. Uh, no, Kenny Stills, he can still catch. He can't move. No, but, but he can't get but open. Possession receiver, man. You just gotta. No, but he's not a possession receiver. He can't get open. DBs will knock that shit down. And and they overpaid him. Holy or mackerel. pick him off. Yeah, I mean, he got like a three-year, $27 million deal. You're counting absurd. on Randall Cobb to do something. I mean, he's no different than Danny Amendola. Yeah, That's the true. guy's got hands galore, but, but at if what point in time can you just be covered to a point where you can't catch the football? Yeah, if you can't get separation, I mean, you're you're toast. Uh, tight end Darren Fells, running backs David Johnson and Duke Johnson. Uh, Ian Rappaport said it's a pretty solid, versatile group. I mean, it's... It's not the worst. It, it's a lot of veterans. It's a lot of guys that have been around for a long time. Um, but I mean, it, I don't know. Like I, I just I feel like they get worse. That sounds that sounds fine because we know those names. Okay. I think that's Will it. Fuller I think it's the only Randall Cobb is is old, and and when you say past his prom, I mean he's at the end of it. All right. Yeah. And and Brandon Cooks has been passed around this league. That's a hey, Michael jumped in about that. He said it's robbery. I like Cooks, but he's one hit away from ending his career. Well, it's not just he's one hit away. A lot of people one hit away, but he's just he hasn't been great. He's been really good everywhere he's gone. Yeah. He hasn't been great anywhere he's been. His one year with the Saints was unbelievable. As Joseph said, uh, you had the the one, i.e., the best wide receiver in football. If this was 2016. Uh, maybe the Texans would have uh, a team. Does David Johnson still have cartilage in his knees? Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> I like no, Duke doesn't. Johnson a lot. I think Duke is a stud, by the way. Yeah, Duke's but, great. Come yeah. on, man. I mean, that's just – I just don't think – that the rest of that offensive line isn't really good. Tunsil's good, but okay. You gave up two first-round picks for him. This is one of the deepest drafts we've had in a long time, in my opinion. I think a lot of studs are coming out of this. 
And if you tell me they don't have Tunsil, but they got three first round picks in this draft, yeah, I'd take I'd take that. I'd take Hopkins and the, all those draft picks. Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. The problem is, is you got the same dummy making these trades, also making those draft picks. Well, there there was a, a talk today that, uh, like the the hottest seat of any coach right now is Bill O'Brien. And no, there's no question. Uh, who was it? Andrew Marchand or, or well, all the all else. the hot seat coaches got fired last year. Yeah, so, and now and I now mean, it's Bill O'Brien's turn. Bill O'Brien is the only one really on the hot seat because everybody else kind of outperformed what they should have done, or they're a first year coach. Yeah. Oh, well, Deshaun I mean, Watson has saved this guy's job. Underperformed last year. It's hard to say. I mean, okay, Adam Gase is probably right there with the Jets, like really close. Even really even one year in. Uh, but but other than that, I can't think of another coach that I would consider hot seat ish to a point where you lose the first three out of the four games, you're gone. Yeah, you're probably gone. Yeah, you're right. You are right. Let's uh let's close out on this one. Drew Brees picked NBC over ESPN. He is not going to be joining Monday Night Football when his football career is over. When he starts his broadcasting career, he will be working with NBC with Mike Tirico and whoever else, and they are talking about grooming him to replace Chris Collinsworth. Uh, I didn't know that they were even talking about replacing Collinsworth. I thought I he was going to be around I, for a while. I'm one of these. I know people make fun of Chris Collinsworth because he does the here's the guy and that's the joke. And yeah. I like Chris Collinsworth a lot. Like, is he Romo? No, but he is. He's really close compared to everyone else. Oh, yeah. It's Romo. Pretty good gap. And then there's Collinsworth. And He's in my entertaining. Opinion, yeah. Another pretty good gap between him and, I mean, most people would say Troy Eggman. I think there's some young guys. Nate Burleson's been in the booth for, for, either CBS or Fox a couple of times. I think he's really good. You know, I just think there's, I I like Collinsworth. I hope he gets on somewhere else. I enjoy listening to him, but NBC's my favorite coverage. You know this. We've had this conversation. I love Mike Tirico, worship at the feet of Al Michaels, like Chris Collinsworth. They do the best job covering sports. Yeah. They just do. Do Do you think there's something to not working for ESPN's NFL coverage? Like, it seems like uh, nobody wants to work there. I think ESPN does a bad job of protecting those guys. I think if you're Chris Collinsworth, you do one thing. You do Sunday night football, and that's it. Yeah. And I think if you do Monday night football, ESPN says, hey, we got 20 other shows on during the week. We need you to call in and do hits for. Uh, that's a good point. And I think these guys don't want to do that. And you you were probably right. Uh, like Gruden did like his little Gruden camp, and he had to have his show, like another show. And yeah, and, and like, Booger does all kind of stuff and yeah, everything oh, else. Well, they they worked the shit out of Booger, which I yeah. I'm one of the few that enjoy Booger's commentaries. And, and I swear it has nothing to do with the LSU thing. I. I think he's likable. He's not afraid to challenge people. If a guy is sucky, I don't care about all the oblivious stuff that he says that everybody already knows, and he's just repeating the same. That's fine. Yeah. I appreciate the fact that if a guy comes out 
and he makes a bad decision or he makes a big mistake, Booger McFarlane will call him out and say, that was a cheap shot or that was a bad throw. That guy sucked. That coach made the wrong decision. He will definitively put a point on it. And nobody else does that. Yeah. Nobody calls anybody out for mistakes that are made. Everybody's way too friendly because at some point in time, we're going to cover this team again and we got to talk to them in the locker room and now they won't talk to us and Booger doesn't care. Booger calls it down the middle the way he sees it. And I have an appreciation for that. Yeah. And I think not, I think what ESPN great? is doing to Tess and uh and Booger is is wrong. Like I just I think I, it's wrong. I think like, it's wrong. Yeah. But you know what? He's a strong man. He'll stay on with ESPN. He'll do Oh, anything. they're they're gonna get jobs, like regardless yeah. of what happens. He'll, he'll cover he'll cover something. He'll be doing something. But I, I I'm one of the guys that likes him and I like the fact that he he's just willing to call the game the way he sees it. Hey, if I can get Tessator back for for college football, well, I would take no it. There's no question Tessator will go back to college. Oh, that's, I I loved him. I mean, he he ended up with exciting games all the time. Go back together. I mean, if they like working together, I thought they did okay. Was it great? Yeah. No. But listen, my my disgust for John Gruden is not hidden. Okay, <laughs> and. I mean, he ruined, he take he took my favorite show of 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 my life, Monday Night Football, and for a decade, made it just unbearable. Yeah, just unbearable. Okay, I, I loathed every minute of watching it with him. And then we had the just the debacle of chasing uh, uh, Whitlock, Whitten. Jason Whitten. Yeah, like oh, it was it was just so bad. Yeah. Somebody will come out. I'm going to tell you this. Bill Simmons has a philosophy that if you're really good at interviews, then you're going to be a good football guy. And you don't give coach speak. You give real true opinions. You, but you're, but you can, you speak well and, and you, and you, you can, you can articulate things way better. than I just did that little sentence here. Um, <laughs> he thinks, he thinks that Philip Rivers is going to be the next Tony Romo. In the sense of, and I've gone back. Okay. I listen, I'm one of the few people. I love Rivers. I am in the Rivers camp, firmly planted in the Philip Rivers camp. All right, always have been, always will be, and I don't, I don't disagree with that. If you listen to his interviews, he has no problem going after people. He has no problems praising people when he thinks they need praising. He has, he has no problems kind of being middle of the road. You know, he's not going to pick a side, and. And he tells it like it is, and he's pretty entertaining to listen to. You're yeah. not getting coach speak out of him ever. That's what I hated from Gruden. I, he spoke in cliches. I knew every word he was going to say as soon as the play was over. I knew exactly what was going to come out of his mouth. And I just – it just nails on a chalkboard listening to him. Yeah, I, I, want I can't argue with that. Me. Have a conversation with me. Yeah. Uh, Howard Cosell, uh, who was it? Uh, who's the guy that does GM Shuffle? Uh, Mike, uh, Mike, Mike, Mike Lombardi. Lombardi. Uh, he was he and uh, uh, Adman Verk were talking about Howard Cosell and how he wasn't a football guy, yeah. but he was a great interviewer and he had that classic voice. And that was, you know, that now, I do wonder if Phillips' voice is rough because he is this. He's he's Southern boy. Twain Hickish as it sounds. He's I mean, a, it's, yeah. He's a country boy from Alabama. Pretty thick. You and I are from Mississippi, and we 
it's it still sounds funny to me to hear it. Oh, he he's on out there, but I, I think he'd be real, and I think he's actually like good at this. So, yeah, I could, I'm I could see him doing on that. I think he's going to be right. Well, hey, it doesn't it doesn't hurt anything to give him a shot because everybody else is telling you no. Yeah, that's true. That's everybody saying no right now. Uh, we got a we had a bunch of comments. Uh, Joseph and Matt and Mike and everybody else. Uh, let's see. Uh, Michael said, I think we can all get behind hating Chucky. Uh, Matt said, Gruden wins one Super Bowl, and they say he's a godsend. Uh, Joseph said, if the Raiders win, Mayock won't get the credit he deserves. Uh, he's a drafting beast, and he definitely was last year. Uh, Joseph Gomez, nobody on ESPN wants to work with the Golics and the Stephen A. Smith at 7 o'clock in the morning on Monday and Tuesday. That's true. Um, I'm telling you, I, yeah. think the, I think the requirements at ESPN are just too strict. Everybody else gets to go. Do you work for CBS? You show up on Sunday. Tony does not go on – Romo doesn't go on all these CBS sports line shows and all these other stuff. No, he shows up on Sunday. I mean, he, he may show work. up here and there, like, but it's typically to preview a game that's coming up or something. He doesn't have to recap anything. He doesn't – like, none of that. But it, he doesn't do it often. It's not a every week, like, it's hey. It's not a mandatory thing, yeah. and I think ESPN, it's expected. If you're the Monday Night Football guy, you're going to be on six shows this week talking about either last week's game – Tuesday and Wednesday are the upcoming game Thursday, Friday. Yeah. I think that's going to be required. And all day Sunday when they're doing their pregame stuff, I think they're going to want you somewhere in the in the Sunday pregame thing. I think they're going to want that. Yeah. And the only reason I know that is because they asked Booger to do it. They made Witten do it. They made Chucky do it. Like have oh, they made test do it? I've got a I've got a decade and a half of of evidence shows they won't hire you and do one thing. And these other places will hire you to do one thing. Yeah. And if you're good at it, it, it it's not going to matter. You'll have a job for life. Yeah. Job for life. All right. That's going to that's gonna wrap up today's show. Thanks to everybody for jumping in on Twitch, on YouTube, on Periscope, on Facebook, etc. Uh, we obviously cannot thank you guys enough. Hopefully everybody has a, uh, a good, good Friday and a wonderful Easter weekend. Is there anything else that we need, uh, need to hit, Chris? That's it. That's it. Make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast. We would definitely appreciate that. Leave a nice review. Share the show out. Tell your buddies about it. Again, you can watch it every day next week. We're going to be doing this again just like we have for the last however many weeks. While we're in quarantine, uh, we're getting our reps in. We're doing, uh, we're doing this thing. So 4.30 p.m. Central Time every day. We're going to do Periscope, Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube. And then the podcast will be up immediately after. So go make sure you are subscribed at one of those. Make sure that you share the show out. We appreciate all of you for being here. For Chris and for myself, thank you so much for joining, and we'll see you again next week. Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Visit the website at winningcureseverything.com, or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at Winning Cures, at GaryWCE, or at Chris B. Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.